peace and blessings, everyone. I'm your host, Sean Crystal Parker, and welcome to episode 24 of Real Shift Happens. This episode is all about our current situation, life in quarantine. So stay tuned, because you don't want to miss a thing. I go within, walking in the fertile soil of my own being. There my ancestors' fossilized footprints lead the path to my destiny, embedded in my soul. I can feel the pain and the toil, the sorrow. I bear the weight on my shoulders, but also the joy, the laughter, the song. I hear my community deep within my spirit, quietly guiding my footsteps along the path. I go within. Thank you so much for joining me. So this episode, we are talking with a special guest about life under quarantine. And also we have some really great tips to help keep us all centered and calm, you know, during this uncertain time. I know it's super crazy for everyone, but we are all going through this together. So let's get into that right after our five minute focus shift right now. Returning to the source is serenity. meditation. Sit comfortably in your chair. Close your eyes and relax. One of the best ways to train your brain to focus on the positive is through practicing the state of appreciation. Bring your awareness to your breath. Taking deep breaths in and relaxing as you breathe out. Breathing in slowly and breathing out slowly. We are now going to learn a good way to celebrate the gifts in our life. Continue to breathe slowly in and breathe slowly out. Remember a time 
when you felt really grateful for a special moment in your life. It could be with family, a loved one, friends, or in nature. Let your heart feel that feeling like the warmth of the sun is shining on it. Feel that warm sun moving from your heart to all over your body. through your arms and your legs into your fingers and toes. Enjoy this feeling of being surrounded as though your entire body is being wrapped in a warm, cozy blanket. Continue to breathe in and out gently as you feel grateful and happy. Try to embrace this feeling for as long as possible. Now slowly, gently open your eyes and welcome back. And coming back to the present moment, bring your awareness back slowly. And yeah, that's it. Just five minutes. Yes, yes, yes. Again, again, I cannot emphasize more how important it is, especially now in these times, to get a little time to yourself to go within and to just feel the calm inside of yourself. Yes, you're going to have thoughts that you can't control. Yes, your mind will be racing at first, but as you continue your practice, you'll become just the onlooker of those thoughts. You're just the observer and 
um, as more time happens, you um, are able to control those thoughts more and more. And um, that's what it's all about. It's not about shutting down every single thought because that is not always possible. Um, but, but it is possible to observe what those thoughts are that are coming through your mind. And trust me, eventually you will definitely get a hold of them. And it's really just something you have to experience to really, really know the benefit. You just have to try it, try it for five minutes a day. Just start, try it. Try to be consistent with the daily and um, you'll see, you'll see for yourself, right? So for the topic at hand, the global situation that we're in right now, life under this stay at home order, this quarantine. Um, well, I mean, I'm, I'm saying quarantine, but I don't mean that quarantine in the way that sick everyone's sick and they have to be quarantined, but a, but a stay at home order. Right. Um, and a lot of people are sick and a lot of people have, uh, passed away and it's been a few weeks now for this whole, uh, stay at home order. I live in Southern California and I believe we're going into our fourth week for the order. And it's, it's really just an unprecedented time. Like, just like the news and everyone says, I spoke to my, you know, 80 year old aunt and she literally has never seen anything like this in her life. So we're definitely going through a challenging time and the fact that we're all going through it together um, makes it, I don't know, it's still hard, of course, on all of us, but it makes it a, just a tiny bit easier to deal with, to know that, you know, we can all get through this together, I think, you know, I think that's important. Um, but there's also like so many levels to this, right? There's so many levels to this and we don't really know what the outcome is going to be. What is life going to be like after, um, the stay at home orders lifted? Will everyone be able to go on like nothing ever happened? Are we just going to go back to normal business as usual? Um, my guess is probably not. I mean, how can we, how will the economy operate once this is all over, over, um, you know, of course this, this podcast is not about economics whatsoever. Um, but we live in a capitalist society is something to think about, you know, what's going to happen to the businesses out there. Um, you know, and also just on a personal level, how are we going to 
deal with this situation, even once it's over, how are we going to heal from it? So that's some of the things that we're going to talk about with our special guest. And in six months, we're going to come back with our special guest, the same guest, (laughs) and talk about how life has changed post stay at home uh, order lift, you know, post quarantine. Hopefully in six months, things will have some type of normalcy. But I believe that really this is a game changer that, you know, we're going to continue life, but it's just going to be different. I don't know how, in what ways, I mean, yet, we all don't know yet exactly, but we definitely can feel that there's big change that has happened and is happening during uh, this, this whole situation. So we also have some awesome tips to help stay centered, grounded, as we face the unknown together, you know? So let's just go ahead and get into that discussion right now. We have a special guest. She's been here before and we love her here. Her name is Marissa from Luna and Soul Yoga. So glad to have you here, Marissa. How are you? I'm great and so happy to be back. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, I'm so happy that we're going to be able to, to have this discussion today because with everything that's going on, it's like so crazy and like we don't know what's going to happen, right? So uh, we just, you know, want to talk about it. Talk about what we think might happen after quarantine. Um, we're, we we want to make this a time capsule so that we can look back on it and then we can even post quarantine go and talk about this and see what actually developed and how it affected everyone's lives. Like, how is it affecting you right now, Marissa? Oh, uh, hmm. On a personal level, I feel you can feel it in the air mm. definitely right um where where we live at it was been it's been rainy and gray and you could just mm-hmm. feel the heaviness going on as you leave your house with you know your bandana or your face mask on you just feel it this like general weight in I the know. air in your physical body and I do believe it's because collectively as not just a nation and here in the States, but Mm -hmm. as a world, we are experiencing a trauma. Mm. Ultimately, Mm. we have people who are without jobs, unemployed right now. Mm. We have people who are homeless, Mm. who can't get to resources because everything's closed. Um, we have our essential workers who are being exposed because people don't aren't taking this as serious and mm. refuse to wear the mask or whatever protective gear. And also, a lot of those essential workers are limited on their resources too. So that's something that's 
you know, triggering some feelings. And it is a, like I said, a trauma is, could be a wide spectrum. It's whatever is personal and individual to you. Mm. So there's that. Mm -hmm. And we have another aspect, which I just found from another um, yogi, because it's really been on my heart since the school Mm -hmm. schools got closed was what about those kids where um, the school was their safe place? Mm. What about the, the husbands and wives who are now stuck at home with the kids who also have to go through, you know, abuse. And that's traumatic too. You know, Mm. whether it's physical abuse, verbal abuse, or sexual abuse, or all three. Right. The experience It's something that's going on in the world right now. It's so true. And the and the feeling is palpable, right? It, like the energy in the air. It's, it's very, very hard not to be impacted, whether you're you consider yourself spiritual or whatever, maybe you resonate with a dominant denomination, but Regardless, you feel it because it's just so heavy. Mm. It's like thick and ugh. It is. And yeah. when you go to the grocery store, you feel it feels like everyone's suspicious of each other. Like everyone's been friendly and nice and everyone wants to help each other. But there's this looming like suspicion of like the next yeah. person, you know, doesn't it feel yeah. like that? It really does. It's suspicion. It's, you know, it's fear. Mm, mm. It's definitely fear. Right. It's the, the stress of going out, getting in line. Um, you know, if you grab a resource that you need, people look at you like, are you hoarding? You know, as that's their mentality right, right now. Mm. And so I say, I agree. Suspicion, it's stressful. You may have you may be getting anxiety just going to the store. You may want to drag out going to the store. And then people are trying to use the um, the resources we do have, you know, online ordering. But even then, you feel inconvenienced and annoyed. Like, but I need this. Right. It, it's triggering a lot of emotions. A mm. lot of them. So the feeling is also being ungrounded. Mm, mm. That's that a great part. point. Mm. That is it. So we're ungrounded. We're scatterbrained. And when that happens, we can be inefficient in mm. our home life. If you're an essential worker still so going out there, I love mm. you guys. Appreciate right. you guys. Thank you so y'all, much. Yes. Y'all, my family. Um, right. We could feel inefficient at our work. We're moody. We're exhausted. Um, I was just talking to one of my girlfriends, and she's like, I've had headaches all the time. I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, well, we both get migraines. We So we both understand each other. I'm like, I know what it is. It's the stress. It's the uncertainty. It's not no, go, mm-hmm. knowing what's going on day to day. Because she is also an essential worker. So it's just like, ugh, you know, having oh to gosh. leave your home. And 
And another point, another word she used to me is the word exhaustion. Mm. She was exhausted yes. today. So mm-hmm. all of that comes with being ungrounded, scatterbrained, inefficient, being moody, and exhaustion. And it may seem like we have we are we used to not have enough time to get what we need done, and now we have too much time. Mm. And that, yes, yeah, and the things that we want just seem to be out of reach. You know, being those resources, the basic needs, like it's it's ungrounding us even more because they're out of reach Mm. we are we feel like life's too fast originally Mm -hmm. and it's past it was passing by too quickly and we cannot catch up to it but now we're kind of at a halt Mm. we're on pause so um for me this morning, um, I had to do a grounding meditation also because of mm. some experiences I had because, you know, this quarantine can be triggering for people, bringing mm-hmm. up emotions, those repressed emotions we've talked about um, during our last episode together can be brought up because maybe we're unscathed by this quarantine because we know what it's like to be alone and whatnot. So it doesn't bother us. Mm-hmm. Uh, quote, unquote. And for some of us, coming to a stop, this sudden halt, is triggering for us too because we've used work and this and that to stay distracted mm-hmm. from what's going, been going on and repressed internally. Mm. So, so true. It's, it's so true. And it's, if you think about the meditation I did this morning, that really helps me. If you think about standing and looking at an apple tree mm. and then all of a sudden you're in a beautiful apple orchard, you see the white flowers, you smell the white flowers, but and then meditation moved us through seeing the people when the apples are ripe, we picked up. And then after that is the next season, the season of blooming. Then we move into the season right before, you know, fall time, October, where the air changes and where when the trees are barren. Mm. I feel like collectively Mm. we're getting to that barren part of our world and people are, we are just not knowing how to handle it because of the uncertainty because of you know politics or what have you Mm -hmm. and it's very difficult to process at this time Mm -hmm. and it's really interesting and I feel like it's it's going to be a time for people to really, I mean, as ugly as it is, I mean, there, people are going to be looking in the mirror and it's mm. like, you mm. know, it's, it's really, I could say it's going to be good. I don't want to label it as good. I just feel like it's going to be eye opening in general. I don't mm. like to, I don't like to label things as good as bad or good or bad. Because right. 
compartmentalizing things just adds on to all the gunk we deal with already. Right. Yeah. That's how that's how I'm feeling. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I mean, great, great, great points. And it's so true. It's we're uh, we're we're afraid. We're in fear. We you know, we don't know what's going to happen next. We don't know how long we're going to have to be in this situation. And it, and it's happening on a collective like scale. So that that key right there is so major to me because collectively we're going through this. And it has to say, just like you said, it has to be more to it on a collective scale of why, you know, mm-hmm. of like, is it collectively we all do need to look in the mirror as a collective and and see like what what's going on you know like what have we been doing this is a great point for us to like really stop and and like you said look in the mirror and figure out like where are we going as a collective humanity you know yeah and and people need to understand I you know with all my family that's essential workers you know restaurants grocery people target Mm -hmm. the hospitals they also have to deal with the coping mechanisms that people are doing. And a lot of that are essential workers are being targeted with the anger, the mm. rage, mm. and the stress. And I'm like, yo, it's not us. Right. That's something they're, they're going through. Like, I know they, they have to come in with a mask or they won't get service at some places now. Right. And people are just like, oh, this effing, you know, BS, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> but again, this is a coping mechanism that some right. people are doing. Mm-hmm. It's the anger side, the fight side. And we have right. some who are just frozen, you know, locked up, holed up. Not, mm. not going out into the world right now and... everyone wants to be seen, heard, and connected with. And right now, we can't have that connection. Like, Mm. I can't wait to see and hug all my family, my spiritual sisters, you. But Mm. right now, all we can do is is be in the quarantine, this current time we're in, this quarantine. Mm. And we want to be seen. We want to be heard. So what do we do? We get on social media. You sit there right. for hours, scrolling, getting lost, and you know, sharing some funny memes or something like that. Maybe some people are using this time to celebrate a victory or to, you know, sometimes social media is used as a journal, so it may be like mm-hmm. a little bit attention-seeking because they need to felt seen and heard right now. Mm, that's and a great point. Yeah, and it's not this trauma from the quarantine is not comparable to each individual because every person experiences it differently. It's not a bad or wrong way. Right. It, It comes along with lots of stuff. Lots of stuff. And... Some, it's great to set boundaries, especially 
especially with social media so that you're not getting drained by having all that thrown in your face you know as important as it is to listen to the news and stuff it's good to take a break right but, you agree. know some, some people keep scrolling and reading stuff might be a coping mechanism that they have because of what's the word I'm looking for we're kind of being those who are whose reaction is to maybe freeze it's mm-hmm. kind of like a, a self de- self deprivation mechanism I learned about mm. you know that's a coping skill I'm not skill but mechanism I'm so sorry right right yeah Sorry, I had to get my cat. <laughs> oh, no worries. But it's it's kind of like goes back to that point, too, of what you were saying of like um, just avoidance and mm-hmm. kind of avoiding, you know, yourself because we do find all of these different things to do as opposed to, um, you know, go looking at ourselves or going within ourselves. And so that's a big thing. I mean, Everybody's not going to do that, of course, but um, there's got to be something that I think people need to get from this, however they, you know, whatever it is they need to get, like, something, you know? Some kind of truth for that individual. Right. Yes. Accepting the reality of what has happened you know, when we go back to this, our time capsule episode, you know, accepting mm-hmm. the reality of what's happened and accepting how it's changed you and your life. Mm-hmm. And I know when we do this, it's going to be extremely difficult for people to go through this mm-hmm. and to see how it's what has happened and, you know, accepting the change. And, you know, sometimes you don't want to believe what we've been through is a traumatic event. Like a quarantine, it doesn't seem like it should be something you would put under a traumatic event. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you don't want to admit that to people. And we don't want to admit who was involved. We often see people in the same light that we are. And, and we see people the way we see ourselves. Mm -hmm. When we come back to this, and even now as we go through these unpredictable times and feeling like we're out of control, it's accepting it that's really the first step. Right. Sometimes it's going to take a while to make that first step. I think that's why we see some people not being protected, you know? Mm. Acceptance part. Right. But I think once we do move into that state of acceptance, um, when we come back to this in six months together, we can collectively begin the healing process. Right. Because that is going to be important, too. Like, you know, how do we heal after this? What do we do after this? Like, no one knows. We don't know what's going to happen. But we know... And like you said, everyone is not going to be affected exactly this, in the same way. Mm-hmm. But there has to be a resolution to this at some point, you know. 
um, some healing. Um, and in six months, I think that's a good time to like revisit it. Even if there is something still going on, we can still talk about it. And if it takes, you know, however long it takes, we can come back to it because mm-hmm. I feel like this is really, this is life changing right now. It really is. It really is. And it's a primal survival mode, mode, why we couldn't find toilet paper for weeks, why we can't find hand soap because, right. you know, fight, flight or respond. We're like, okay, my primal brain says I got to do this. Mm. For some reason, our primal brain said grab toilet paper, <laughs> but that's okay. <laughs> it's, it's the body and the brain communicating and mm. yeah. we have, you know, our central nervous system highway and that it's just a lot of it's in hyperdrive right now for our stress response. So I moving into what you said about ways to cope um, and move through this is, you know, we have to return and reset the body, reactivate Mm. the the parasympathetic nervous system. Mm. You know, that could be, um, we had talked about food, nutrition, you know, um, Ayurveda is a great resource for that. We have, mm-hmm. um, touching things, you know, um, it could be something you do kinetically with your hands, you know, people sew, they're making beautiful masks for people, mm-hmm. knitting, maybe something cathartic in that way. Um, I know for my husband, he picked up guitar now. <laughs> he's old. Oh, nice. Beautiful. So that's how he's doing it. Um, we use um, deep breathing techniques. And I actually had a class where I taught kids on the spectrum. Um, so for deep breathing, like if you have kids and you're listening to this um, and you happen to have some soap and water, make them Mm. some bubbles and help them ground themselves. You can even do it. Um, One of my best girlfriends, she she loves bubbles and I adore her. She's so cute with it. It helps her. It it makes her happy to play with bubbles. So I know (laughs) grown people can use bubbles too. Awesome. Um, Grounding yourself, whether it's going outside um, and just feeling the breeze come over your, touch your face through your hair and over your body. You can just, Imagine that breeze just as a wave of peace and, you know, go outside for five minutes and do it. If it's raining and do a meditation and imagine that breeze or picture yourself in a peaceful place. And um, for some people chanting yogis, we chant. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, Another very cathartic way and a tool used is uh, moving meditation, which is yoga. Awesome mm. practice, mm. you know. Um, and if you feel yourself coming to that state of freezing where your anxiety is just overwhelming, I know for some people it comes in the form of tears and mm. you can't stop sobbing for 20 minutes, 30 minutes. Um, get back to the deep breathing and even if you can't focus on the breathing right now, because you know, some people tend to shorten their breath, the breath quicker mm. in that moment, try to identify five things in your room. 
It could be the living room, wherever you are, this is happening. Sit down and try to identify things in the room. Um, start the act of gratitude. Um, mm. That's from personal experience. I for I don't know what happened to I was fine the first three weeks of quarantine. Mm. And I was getting ready to go get an x-ray and I couldn't go. <laughs> I just mm. putting my socks and shoes on. And you know me, we've talked about my um, my empathic ways and I just started bawling. Mm. <laughs> I wow. couldn't I was couldn't get to catch my breath. And this is someone who meditates like daily. I couldn't catch my breath. <laughs> So I took my socks and shoes back off. I planted my feet on the carpet. I sat on the edge of the couch and I started to breathe. Mm. And I started to look around the room and count things. I did my, what am I grateful for? I know I'm missing this, but you don't want to have this. I'm not without this. Mm. I, you know, and it took a while. And I called my husband. I said, I can't stop crying. I don't know what's going on. I'm having an anxiety attack. Mm. Yeah, and he came home. He talked about it. He goes, "Okay, this is what you always tell me. Are you worried about the past, or are you worried about the future? What triggered you?" I was like, "Uh, the future." Um, wow. It's so, yeah. It's so we're uncertain right now, and I realized it was the future, and it was grief because I mm. had so many plans and expectations for. The next coming month and it's at a halt so it's okay to grieve what you anticipated for the next few months your plans your mm-hmm. business endeavors all of it it's okay to grieve that it's yeah it is grief you know and i'm like i'm grieving about that and i'm grieving about these children that are exposed more at home than they are at school because I know what that's like. I know what it's like to, you know, be exposed to um, domestic violence and experience sexual assault. I know what that's like. And I know what it's like to even experience that at your school as well. So for me, that was something that triggered up emotions in me. Mm-hmm. These mm-hmm children these parents whether you're a male or female you could be abused your wife could smack you around we got to stop that stereotype right so that was my trigger and I had to sit with it and acknowledge it and say okay this is something that affected me it made me into who I am but I don't have to repress it anymore mm-hmm, I acknowledge mm-hmm. to me what can I do to heal and how can I help others mm-hmm. and yeah. again that collectiveness is so important so mm-hmm. important because now is the time for us as healers as poets I made a post <laughs> as, as healers poets mm-hmm. our artists our yogis our spiritualists, our modern mystics, we all need to get ready for this Mm -hmm. and start doing it now. Collective, you know, collectively allow, create space for one another to go through this 
event that we're going through and afterwards we create another sacred space for the mm-hmm. healing process mm. Mm. that is what we need to do yes mm-hmm. that is so beautiful i love it oh my gosh i got chills <laughs> <laughs> it's so true because like oh goodness it, everything you said just hit home for me Um, I love that you gave so many tips on, you know, just on a daily trying to help ourselves get through this. So individually, you have tips, you know, to kind of help ground yourself, to try to just keep your center, stay calm. You know, meditation helps always. Um, And now there's online yoga classes, right, Marissa? So what what are your classes that people can join to uh, um, and get into one of your groups? Yes. So I have two prenatal classes. I have one Tuesday mornings at 1130 and Saturday afternoons at 530. I have a gentle evening flow. Um, Tuesday nights at 7.30 and 1 at 6 p.m. on Wednesdays. I like to call that flow and two Merlot. So you could have an optional glass of wine to finish mm, off nice. your time. Uh, <laughs> and Thursdays at 3.30, I have a feel-good, um, gentle Hatha movement class. And that one incorporates a lot of um, uh, um, poses and breathing mm-hmm. techniques that help with um, anxiety and stress and the tension that may be created in the body. Um, yeah, and I'm looking to begin a kids class because my friend said mm. everything is all before bed, a before bed yoga class. I'm see- working on sequencing because my friend said all the yoga classes I looked up were more like energy, getting them up in the morning. I want them to go to bed. <laughs> I was like, mm, okay. That's a great That's idea. Yeah. Um, I'm also diving into a book called moving with the moon. It's about yoga movement and meditation for every phase of your menstrual cycle and beyond. Ooh. Yeah. So very nice. We need I we have, might need to talk about that one. Yeah, so I have I'm working on putting together um a class for that, maybe like a little work a workshop class thing, maybe once a month mm-hmm. starts next month. Yeah. Oh beautiful. Oh my gosh, lovely. So a nice variety um, of classes to choose from. I love it. And now that we are all on quarantine, I love that um, virtual yoga or, you know, online yoga is available and everyone is pretty much doing that. I mean, I think that is a great way to help. That's definitely a great way to help out because so many people did not have access to yoga classes, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's it's really important, and I'm so happy that we have that um, option. So what's your Instagram again and your uh, Facebook so we can find find you there too? So my both of them are Luna and Soul Yoga. Um, mm-hmm. Rest Stern will be my name, and you can reach me on either one. 
I check them regularly. Um, yeah, and of course, you know, reach out to me with questions about anything under the sun. You want to talk astrology, you want to talk, um, you want to talk yoga, self-care, meditation. Um, if you feel like trauma-informed yoga would be beneficial, mm -hmm. that's fine me um yeah um uh, i want to dive into ayurveda but i'm not all the way there yet <laughs> you mm -hmm. know the, the sister side to yoga um yeah nice well that's beautiful and I really, really appreciate you stopping by, Marissa, and taking the time for us. And definitely, definitely have to have you back again. Like, you know, because so insightful, um, so much wisdom and knowledge you bring for us. And I love it. Yes. Um, so, yeah, you have a great night, Marissa. And thank you again. And uh, we need to talk and we'll figure out, like, our next one. <laughs> yes, definitely. Before the six months, uh, the six month, uh, you know, time capsule thing. Of course, of course. <laughs> okay. Peace. And thanks so much for Marissa for joining us and discussing um, our current situation right now, giving us so many great tips. And on that note, we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up here. And until next time, what do we do? We must do the inner work and create a shift in our own consciousness, which will create a shift in the collective consciousness. That is the goal. So don't forget, you can support the podcast at anchor.fm. I'm sorry, <laughs> slash real shift happens and. Subscribe to Real Shift Happens Wellness Podcast on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Also, you can drop us a message on the Anchor FM slash Real Shift Happens profile page or the app. We'd love to hear from you. What are your thoughts on what's going on right now? I mean, we touched on, you know, the surface but there's still a lot of speculation as to what is going on out there behind the scenes which we can touch on that at some point as well um don't forget also we have the real shift book club and our book for the month of april is going to be strength in stillness by bob roth so definitely pick that up and join us for our review at the end of the month and if you're like me and you don't always have time to sit down and read the book and you still want to get in on this you can definitely uh, download that book on audible and get two free audiobook downloads and your first 30 days for free so just go to audibletrial.com slash real shift happens and get that book get it it's really good and or you can get a different book you can even get last month's book the power of now or any book you want so until next time 
Real shifters go within and make real shift happen. Peace. Thank you.